past seven. It is going to be a huge weekend. Just repeating, tonight at RAC Arena, the Wildcats and Taipans. Tomorrow night, Empire, also tonight, sorry, Empire Ballpark. It's the start of the Australian Baseball League Grand Final. The Heat take on the Adelaide Giants, game one. Tomorrow night, Scorchers take on the Heat, the final of the Big Bash. Also tomorrow night at Macedonia Park, Perth Glory take on Newcastle Jets in the A-League. Also tomorrow night, WNBL, the Lynx take on the Townsville Fire with Shiloh Hill in it. Shouldn't be allowed to. At Bendat Basketball Stadium. And again on Sunday, RAC Arena, the Wildcats and the Kings, the last game of the NBL regular season. But let's turn our attention to some footy news before we chat with uh, Gilly and also uh, Jimmy Pearson and a special guest as well. Uh, to Daniel Rich, part of the Brisbane Lions, who many believe are seriously in that premiership window. And he's been kind enough to join us on Scotty and Goss. Cheese, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Uh, my pleasure, guys. Always good fun to be here. Yeah, likewise. Uh, mate, who's going to win between the Scorchers and the Heat? And are you a born-again um, Brisbane Heat fan or are you a Scorchers man and do you fly the flag for the Scorchers over there in Queensland? <laughs> I know uh, no, a few of the Heat boys, so I'll, I'll definitely be uh, supporting those guys. As you know, when you when you know some guys personally, it's easy to jump on board, but it's a bit of a win-win, isn't it, for me? I so, can't believe uh, what I'm hearing. I, can't, I cannot believe what I'm hearing here. You have jumped you shit. Are Collingwood, mate? Yes. Yeah. Don't just stop at Collingwood. He's about it off a couple more, too. Don't worry about it. Let's have more clubs than Jack Nicholas. Anyway. How is your golf going? Yeah. Where are you down to? Uh, yeah, it's good. It's uh, 5.9. I'm off at the moment, so enjoying it. Hey, when you were coming through the ranks as a, a young footballer, everyone had your, your eyes on you and all that sort of stuff, and you went first round in the draft. Was golf on your agenda? I mean, were you always – I know you played everything, but were you playing golf as a school kid and, and loving it then, or has it been more stuff in your sort of like your footy time? Yeah, definitely footy time. Um, I always used to have a bit of a bash around uh, Hammersley Golf Club with, with the old man back in Perth. But um, ever since I kind of came to Queensland in my first season, played with guys like Daniel Bradshaw, uh, who obviously was a uh, superstar at our club, and then went to the Swans, Lockie Henderson, who went to the Blues. They were all very good golfers. So um, I was lucky to be invited by them. And from then it kind of took off, and I love it. Are you still playing at Broadwater, which is possibly the hardest course you'll ever play in your lifetime? Is it Broadwater? Yeah. Yeah, close. Brookwater. Brookwater. Um, Brookwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Jesus, uh, tough. It's right, near our new, uh, it's right near our new training base, actually. So um, it is easy to get out there for a game. Unbelievable course, but played a few uh, few other courses around Brizzy too, so uh, keep keep the options up. Before we get in, into the, the footy tour, what did you do over summer, Dan? We didn't see you down south, who we missed down there, but uh, what did you get up to? Yeah, I was pretty pretty low-key. Uh, stayed uh, on the east coast this year. Um, yeah, basically did a fair bit of training, a few little holidays here and there down the down the coast. Went to uh, Port Douglas for for a week with the family. Um, yeah, reasonably low-key, which was nice. Uh for a bit of a change, so I'll uh, probably get back to the west end of this season, I think. Well, you're starting to sound like yeah, it's a it bit sounds of a like chore to come over yeah, here sounds now. sounds like you're not coming back. sounds like you're just not that keen really anymore. I hope your mum and dad aren't I was proud of you as a Subi man and, you know, Sorrento, Dun-Craig boy and all this sort of yeah. stuff, but you've changed. Seems to have forgotten where he's from. <laughs> no, it's, it's too, it's the long fight with young kids, as as you both know, it's uh no fun, so but we'll get back this year. <laughs> hey, mate, um, you, you talked about your new base. Let our listeners know exactly what is that like and, and and compare what you've been working with 
to what you're working with now in regards to uh, because you see all these footy clubs and and it really does go back to um, availability of of a, you know of of the training venue and what's available to all of you. What have you been working with and what have you got now at your disposal at the Lions? Yes, uh, first of all, the the new place is unbelievable. Bright Homes Arena, where we are, is basically a one stop shop. We we rock up and um, park about thirty metres from the front door and. Um, walk in and everything's there at our disposal um, but the hardest thing I think for me, I've had it for my full 14 years, this is my 15th year now but the, the previous 14, basically this time of year it's tough because obviously the, the Gabba is um, got the pitch and it's all, all about cricket so we can't train there but our old headquarters were there so we'd train somewhere else and, and drive to and fro so it was a bit of a um, yeah, a bit of a logistical nightmare at times but very lucky um, to be where we are now, and, and the boys are loving it. It's uh, fantastic. Hey, Dan, I reckon Josh Dunkley's a fantastic uh, pick-up. I reckon people like Loppy Neal will really benefit from him. How's he slotted into the group, and uh, how's he tracking? Yeah, mate, he's gone unbelievable. Um, he's one of those guys. He obviously is a, he's a professional, trains super well, um, brings that great experience and knowledge. But, um, yeah, his biggest strength for us will be his, his two-way running as a midfielder. Um, he's tough. He's good overhead. Um, pretty, pretty well-rounded person and player. So pretty lucky to have him part of our team, that's for sure. Joey Danner has gone under the knife. How's, uh, how's he going? Obviously, you know, enormous part of the Brisbane forward line, which does have a few weapons in it now, but uh, he's a big part of it. How's he going? Yeah, he's going really well. Uh, he was very minor, I think, and it was uh, basically as soon as the season was done. So that was a long time ago now. Um, and he's he's pretty much nearly at the point where he's into full training. He's basically done everything but a few things. So um, he's flying. He's a pretty important player. He's got that X factor to him. But he's, um, yeah, as you know, big guys like that don't grow on trees. That's and right. Uh, That's right. We yeah, don't. Yeah, especially with talent. Uh, look, there's uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, you, you've got Will Ashcroft and Jasper Fletcher, two names that are synonymous to the footy club, of course. I know it's a big ask and you don't want to put heap any pressure on them, but are you expecting from what you've seen and what you knew of them coming in that they will have an impact in their first season? Yeah, yeah, we were very lucky that we got to, obviously, this time last year, they were to spend some time with us um, and do some training sessions and, and get involved with a fair few things. And throughout the year, obviously, um, played some games in our BFL team and whatnot. So, um, But to be able to see them day in, day out, um, obviously, Jasper's coming off a bit of a, a back issue, um, but he's at the point now where he's not far off training, but Will's basically done everything since day one being here and... Um, don't want to pump him up too much and, and get too far ahead, but he does some pretty special things um, and uh, looking forward to, to seeing his growth throughout the year and, and years to come, but, um, yeah, pretty special talent. What about you, mate? Uh, let's be honest, uh, you're getting on a bit. Um, you're probably at the other end <laughs> Thanks, from uh, Will Ashcroft and Jasper Fletcher. Well, look, you, know, you just can't, you can't beat Father Time. How are you, how are you going, mate? How's your, how's your little rig holding up? It's good. It's uh, I've uh, had had a, a good preseason, pretty much uninterrupted, which is nice. This time last year, I had my had my appendix taken out, which wasn't fun, and, oh. and set me back. And I felt like I was just playing catch up all year, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, feeling good. Lost a few kilos, Scotty, as we all know, helps a bit when you're running around. So, um, <laughs> um, There's one back over the bow no for me. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm feeling good. I'm uh, I'm more excited than ever to be honest. We're in a position where we're 
we're ready to crack in and have a, have another go at it. So, um, yeah, that's what it's all about. A lot happened in the off-season, and look, we can't go too far down the track with it. It's still going to be played out. But Chris Fagan was under the pump, of course, from his time at Hawthorne, and every, everyone felt for him. It's felt for the whole issue from both sides. Universally of the, loved Chris Fagan. Yeah, and, but both sides of the fence. So it's all going to be played out. So let's yeah. not delve into that. But did you see a change in Chris, or did you just rally around him, or has he just not been any different? Just tell us a bit about the coach. Uh, yeah, it's, he's he's not been any different. Um, he's he's one of those guys where um, he's always there to support us as players and and as players because he's done that for us since day one when we weren't doing well. We've naturally rallied around him, and um, I think the uh, all that stuff will take care of itself. But um, I think he's he's been adamant that he's done the right thing, and I don't want to get obviously in too much detail about that, but. Um, yeah, that's all you can do. You can you can just support him as a person. Um, at the end of the day, he's a human being, and we're here to support him as he's done for us um, since day one. Yeah, you can see that. You can see that he loves his players, and uh, his players love him. Richie, tell us who you think out of your team will have a breakout year. Is there someone that you're watching on the track that you think he's going to take it to another level this year? Yeah, I think there's a couple guys that have been going pretty well, to be honest. Um, I think Zach Bailey's ready to go to another level. He's obviously he's shown that he's a pretty classy player, um, but I think he's at the point now where he's getting to that age where he's ready to, to take that next step and um, go to another level. Guys like Harry Sharp, Darcy Wilmot, young guys who, um, yeah, are ready to go as well. So pretty exciting time. We've got a lot of those, those kind of 18 to 25-year-olds who are, who are pushing the club forward, so it's good. I can't believe you're a veteran. I cannot believe you're Careful. a veteran. He's taken it sensitively. He's always been just Daniel Rich to me, the yeah. young fella. Evergreen. Yeah. Do you feel old? No, it's just... <laughs> oh, some days. Some days I feel 20, some days I feel 40. But uh, <laughs> oh, as, I, as I said before, it's it's the best job in the world and we're at a point now where you get to roll into a whole variety of things, new facility, pretty good list, in a position where we're... Um, can hopefully hopefully achieve what we want to achieve, um, especially kind of being what I've been through. And um, yeah, wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So pretty happy. No, keep doing what you're doing, mate. Dave, bit of news over here in the waffle, even though you seem to not care about WA anymore. Um, the considering taking out the bounce, uh, the umpires no longer need to bounce, and also the last touch rule, which I hate. But they're considering those two options, Dan. What's your thoughts on those two rules in the competition? Would you be upset if they took yeah. the bounce out of the game? Um. Oh, I think it's one of those unique things about our game. That's pretty rare. Um, but I do understand the other side of it. Gee, I wouldn't, as an umpire, gee, I'd hate to try bounce the ball, on, especially on some grounds. It would be near impossible. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those things. I think the out-of-bounds rule is probably one that shouldn't come into play. Yep. Just keep things reasonably as they are the same. I know I think... I think the uh, maybe the Santa Fe might have trialled that. I don't know if they still they do did. that. But, they do. They do. Um, yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one. It's just it comes potentially comes a point where it's it's too non-stop for players, and when you're playing 120 minutes for 20 to 25 games a year, it can be pretty taxing. So I don't know. It's a great game. I love it. We all love it. So don't tweak it too much. Good on you, mate. Hey, appreciate the chat. Uh, all the very best up there for the season ahead, 2023. We always love keeping an eye on yourself and many others. And you've got a big West Australian contingent up there at the Lions, and we look forward to having a, a successful year for you and your teammates. Thanks for joining us today.
No worries, guys. My pleasure. Good to hear both your voices. Take yeah, care. he's a good man. Daniel Rich, uh, of course, one of the finest, and he's been a good servant. I was just going through that draft that he, Chase was involved in, right? Have a listen to this, right? He's the Jack Watts, okay, he's finished. Nat Nui's still going. Stephen Hill's retired. Hamish Hartlett retired. Michael Hurley just retired. Chris Yaron's retired. Daniel Rich, Ty Vickery, Jack Zeeble's still going around. Phil Davis going around. Still Sidebottom's going around. Um, Luke Shuey's still going around. Hayden Ballantyne was in that draft as well. Um, Jack Redden just retired as well. Dane Beams, we've spoken about. Dan Hanbury's just retired. So, Liam well, Shuey's still those, going around. You mentioned those names, and you've got to put probably you've got to put Dan in possibly top two, top three out of that entire draft. 100%. 100%. Rory Sloan was taken 44 that year. Michael Walters was taken 53. Wonderful draft. A wonderful draft. And Daniel was a part of that whole conversation. Remember when they talked about um, who was going to go one, whether it was going to be Nat Nui or Watts, or would yeah. he'll go before Rich and all that. Good decision, Melbourne. Yeah. Everyone, everyone got good value out of those players, though. They got good value out of those players. I mean, Michael Hurley was a very good player for Essendon. Yeah, absolutely and was, yep. uh, Chris Yaron's had some moments, but we all wish him very well. But Jack Zeeble's been a great servant, taken nine by North Melbourne that year. Phil Davis has been a great leader of his football club, GWS. Oh, Nico, Steve Nico's done okay, too. Yeah, Nick, oh, 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 Nick Natnui, yeah. Stephen Hill was a great servant. Hamish Hartlett was tough. Fantastic. That is a good draft. Great draft. Great draft. Appreciate his time. Let's get a breakaway and come back. Uh, we are going to talk to Jimmy Pearson from the Brisbane Heat. Um, uh, Skipper. He's in a taxi. Uh, on the way to the airport to go business class across here to play in tomorrow night's big game between the Perth Scorchers and the Brisbane Heat. This is Scotty and Goss on a Friday morning. Good morning.